0: Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel good sister, Ray, and I am once again flying solo this week. But I am here on this vibrational porch, this moment together, to really anchor in some of the most beautiful laws of attraction that are laid out before us. But the real opportunity for us and like what we what, what we want to do on every podcast every week is to really get up under what is it about these principles that work in our everyday life. I mean, that's why we call it everyday attraction. It's not mountaintop attraction. It's not, you know, I am away from my the nitty gritty attraction. It is what happens when I'm in the midst of my daily life that allows me to truly, truly receive who I am. And a lot of us have been studying the law of attraction for many, many years. And we've sat through seminars and, and we've gone through conferences and we, you know, we've done retreats and, and really what's so important is that we're able to take some of this information and bring it to Monday morning. To bring it to Wednesday afternoon. To bring it to Sunday night. To those places in our lives where we feel like maybe things aren't happening fast enough or I'm wrong. I'm not doing it right. I'm not getting it. Why is there still this problem and this issue? I mean, it really is something when we have this brilliant philosophy and we're not able to make it discernible. And that's what I love so much about the Abrahams. Abraham hyphenhicks.com for those of you not familiar with these teachers. I love them so much because they take these incredible principles and they they really make them useful in our everyday. So what I want to talk about today is the difference between boldness and joy. Oftentimes and I'm I'm kind of riffing off of one of the hot seat experiences that happened At a recent Abraham workshop, we're going to play a little bit for you in a moment, where a guy sat down and he's like, you know, I've had this bracelet on my hand and it said, be more bold, be bold. And as he was sitting there listening to Abraham, he realized it's not about boldness. It's not about pushing through. It's not about sucking it up. It's about understanding that when we're in an emotion, when we're deep in an emotion, that lacks resistance, then we're able to start to discern and see the vortex life that which is waiting for us in vibrational holding and we're able to receive it. So we want to find emotions that are not about pushing against or pushing through, but emotions that allow us to be in calm receptivity. And in this track, what these incredible teachers, what these leading edge teachers are showing us is that when we choose, for instance, the emotion of joy versus boldness. In joy, first of all, there is a relaxed state. And in the relaxation, there is a receptivity from what? From source, from your inner being, from your entourage. And from that receptivity from that openness from which again we began with joy and now we've moved into a place of being available to our broader knowing we're always guided every moment every way we get impulses from source but the impulses are not full of the resistance that might have been in the boldness emotion the pushing against the i will get this money no matter what i will do what i have to do i will take down the barriers. I will push through the obstacles. A lot of the energy in that emotion of being bold does not allow us the open, quiet receptivity from source that goes from impulse to thought that leads to something, that leads to something. So when we're in this joyful place and in this particular track, they call it the happy garden. And I know many of us roll our eyes and go, oh yeah, all I have to do is be happy. Easy for you to say, you don't know my life. But what they're really saying is from a principled, programmatic understanding, from a principled place, from a a systematic place. This is how it works. This is how we get into communication with the broader knowing. So it's not just be happy. It's being happy because happiness and joyfulness leads to openness and receptivity, which allows source to then sprinkle its thoughts, its knowing, its imaging, its visioning, its go here, its whispers to go there, its Understanding of this thought because remember, the Abrahams are talking about more and more. We're not thinking thoughts, we're receiving thoughts. And when we're in the receptivity of boldness, we are fighting and pushing and exhausted and sucking it up, feeling fear and moving on it anyway, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff because that's the system that we're in. But when we take this modality, this energy of joy and or happiness. And when we're able to dial that in from an emotional perspective, we begin to receive the thoughts that are of a higher caliber. The same thoughts that reside with what the Abrahams call our vortex, the place where everything that we ask is sort of humming and waiting and wanting to move into physical space as people, places, things, experiences. So it's not some frivolous step to choose joy. It's a real choice to understand the systems that when I am in my least resistant place, when I am in the place of joy, and it doesn't have to be exuberance. It doesn't have to be over the top. It just has to be available. It has to be without resistance. One cannot feel great joy. I can't feel great joy and worry about my money situation. Those two can't coexist in the same moment. So they're really asking that there's a system here that joy leads to a system of information that leads us to thoughts that leads us to manifestations. So it is the joyful process that we're unfolding here that to choose joy is a real strategic move. It's not a frivolous one. It's not one that you're running from something. It is a real, clear choice. So, what happens when we enter into the happy, peaceful garden first? Well, in the happy, peaceful garden, there's no. our money problems aren't hanging around. We don't see them. That's interesting, isn't it? And then when we're in the happy, joyful place, it's not as if we're existing with no thought. There starts to be interesting preferences in the happy, joyful garden. There are inst- interesting preferences in the happy, joyful garden. In other words, oh, I like this part of the garden. I like these colors. I like these textures. I like these smells. And sources allowing us to get more specific. We're getting specific without resistance. That's interesting. And we're not blocking what might be coming. We're not blocking how sources whispering, go here, go there. They know what we need. We don't have to repeat that. But when we lead with the happy, peaceful garden, suddenly money comes from nowhere. Money suddenly is a wash in everywhere that we are because we're in that happy, peaceful garden and we were admiring the specificity of the joy, of the appreciation, of the gratitude. And from that came another thought and another thought. And then before you know it, we were manifesting in ways that were joyful and exuberant. It's such an interesting system to work from this way. So suddenly, money is everywhere. And it's not that we're lazy in the happy, joyful garden. It's not as if we are misdirected. We are alive and focused but focused on the story that we want, focused on the end that we want. Because really the only reason we want the money or the relationship or whatever it is, fill in the blank is because we want a deeper sense of freedom. And that's what we get when we choose joy as a strategic, conscious, powerful way to be in the world. Because from joy, comes receptivity. And from receptivity comes the thoughts from a broader knowing. And from those thoughts comes something in the physical. And that leads us to something else. And we don't even have to know how and why we're getting there because the system is already in place and it's a joyful journey. So on the way to the joy that you want, you are (laughs) joyful. I love this system. We're only looking at a small part of the blueprint, the vortex the blueprint of that which we're wanting, and that builds on itself and builds on itself. But we can't let thoughts get in our way when they're coming from a resistant place. It's a tougher road. I'm going to play a little bit from this track recently recorded. And if you um, are familiar with the Abrahams, we hope that you go to their site, abraham hicks Dot .com often and buy everything that they offer because we think that they're so magnificent and for those of you who are new to this teacher It is abraham hyphen hicks.com and you can buy this track and many many other tracks that they record as they globe trot around the world spreading these incredibly efficient and beautiful messages about how to co-create so here is boldness or joy just a few moments from our teachers.
2: As you were talking and I had a bracelet that said boldness on it, because I felt like I at the beginning of this year wasn't being bold enough. And as you were talking, I- You feel that you have not been being bold enough? I needed to put myself out there a little bit more. And as you were talking, I took it off and realized that I needed to be uh, more joyful and not more bold. Well. We've enjoyed this interaction immensely. You just got the only peace you'll ever need right there. Yeah, yeah. Because in boldness, there can be a motivating myself to do something that I'm not vibrationally ready for. So if you just force yourself into action when you're not vibrationally ready, it launches more rockets of desires, but it's usually not a moment of things clicking into place and feeling better. Good. Now I'm in a place where I know exactly how much money I want to manifest and create for myself. And I'm just not sure that... For now. In this, right, for now. And I'm just now exploring ways to get there. Well, you know how you made the definition that rather than being bold, what did you decide to be instead of bold? Joyful. Joyful. And in the joyfulness, there's a receptivity. So rather than trying to figure out how to accomplish the more money all you got to do is figure out how to be more joyful in the moment even not on the subject of money because in your joy and therefore in your relaxation of resistance then the impulses will come to you and sometimes an impulse that comes does not even seem remotely even though it is related to the outcome that you're seeking. But it's leading you you something something that leads you to 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 something. And then suddenly it all clicks in for you and you say, Oh now I see. Esther says on nearly a daily basis, I got this thought and I just let it flow. And it led to another thought. None of them all that precise about anything that I think I'm looking for, but one thought leads to another, and all of a sudden I'm standing in this garden of creation with all of the things that I've been asking for recently about a specific subject just being handed to me. It's almost like you have to go to the happy garden first, and then the peaceful garden, the happy, peaceful garden, and you're not saying, where's the money, where's the money, where's the money? You're saying, oh, what a happy, peaceful garden, even though... Money is in the vortex, and it's active in your vibration. The absence of money isn't active when you're in a happy, peaceful garden. And so, since the absence of the money isn't active when you're in the happy, peaceful garden, then you go into another part of the garden that is interesting and It evokes from you some pointedness about something that you really like and you start feeling preferences moving in you and so you were happy and peaceful and still are but now you're more specific and you're still not blocking the money and then into another part and another part and another part and suddenly you're standing with money all around your ankles and you want to say who knew that the happy garden would lead to the peaceful garden, would lead to the garden of more intention. Who knew that what I always thought was laziness and what I always thought was not focusedness, who knew that this ease and flow would lead to everything that I'm looking
1: for? Again, that was a recent workshop um, with Abraham Hicks. I believe it was North Los Angeles in the summer of 2017. But don't you just love this system? I mean, how beautiful is this system that the joyful journey to what you're wanting ends up in a joyful position, a place, a joyful place. And then we start again with another joyful journey. I mean, they say over and over again, and I really do feel that, that a unhappy journey never leaves to a happy destination. And we're never going to get it done. There's more and more and more. But really understanding... The power of this joyful, peaceful, happy place. I mean, it sounds so frivolous, doesn't it? it sounds so lazy. It sounds, oh, sure, just be happy. But we under, when we understand the mechanics of joy and the mechanics of happiness, there's really quite a wonderful reason to go there. But I heard them so clearly, you know, and I think we all do it. I know I do it, is that we just force ourselves into action so often. You know, be bold, get more done. I got to put myself out there. I got to push, push, push. I got to make sure that person likes me, make sure that person understands me. Oh, and it's not receptive. It's not receiving that which is already complete. And if we really understand the elegance of the system, that's the key, right? To be in that moment, to trust the impulses, to let it flow. And they also talked about in this workshop, this workshop, The importance of really understanding the story we're telling that we create by our observation and our reality and just coping. We didn't come here to experience reality, cope with it, get through it. That's no fun. That's no excitement. That's not what we came here to do. What's fun is the deliberateness of alignment. Others can't mess with you. You're doing the observing and you can pivot and change that observation in a moment. So you can choose joy. You can choose to go to that happy, peaceful garden, no matter what is going on in your life, because you understand the mechanics of co-creation with source, that it is within that peaceful, happy place that source can whisper all that is wanted. And so you feel good on the way to feeling good on the way to to your manifestation. Because the only reason you want the manifestation anyway is to feel good, to feel that freedom that's yours in this very moment by your very choice, by understanding the mechanics of happiness. Because we are creating by our observation. We are creating by our witnessing. And so where are we a witness to? They keep telling us to just be easy about this, to remember the eternalness of our being. And I know that's sometimes so hard to get a grasp when we're in these physical bodies and we've got like if we're lucky a good hundred years, right? Or less to make this all happen. But they do want us to relax, to know that we are eternal beings and that the real takeaway is that your perception in the now is the most important. And if you can perceive of that which is in the vibrational, in the yes of what you've asked for. You can begin to move the energy to a more robust place. And before you know it, it'll pop into the manifested world in people and places and things and experience and phone calls and rendezvous points. To be the receiver of that which we're wanting, we need to be the preceiver in our minds and in our hearts. So what story are we telling? What vibration are we holding? And I understand what's real, what's coming at us. It feels so real, but really it's old news. It's what's already happened. It's, it's past tense. And yet we, we think we got to go in there and wrestle it to the ground and figure it out and figure who's wrong and figure who's right and make it right again. And the whole time there's this other more elegant, peaceful gorgeous system, this law of attraction based system that just requires us to be, absor- to be diligent about our observation and how we're feeling about something and how we're seeing something. And also what we spoke about earlier is Moving to the happy, peaceful garden, because, you know, that's where you're most creative. You know, that's where you're more in in, in touch with infinite intelligence. You know, that's where the solving of the problems becomes your joy, your artistry. So we go to that happy, peaceful garden, not to bury our heads, not to ignore the problem, but to actually be a force for a solution. But we understand the system. We understand the elegance and the mechanics of the system of these high vibrating emotions and that when we follow them, we can't lose because now we're, we're really working with the infinite intelligence of the universe at our whisper, at our beck and call. But if we're observing that which we do not want and which we don't have, the whisper is missed in the resistance and the splashing of the surface and the why me and why them and why not now. Do you see where we have to move into another prototype of creation, starting with that joyful, peaceful place, and then watch and observe? Because it is about then that internal observation, that internal perceiver of that which is ours begins to move into the physical world and we get to be, you know, really part of it and that's you know these teachers keep saying that's what we came for we came here to get an idea to move into that alignment of the idea and watch it pop in not to make it happen not to put all the elements together and build the railroad but just to watch it pop in and to feel our connection and our co-creation with the manifested world That's what we came for. So we need to stop blaming others. We need to stop blaming situations. No one else can focus for us. That is the great, amazing opportunity to be in these bodies, to be inhabiting these souls, is that no one can focus for you. You are the ultimate chooser. So where are you choosing? Let everyone else off the hook. Let the whole past scenario off the hook. It just keeps the same reality regurgitating endlessly. We can give up knee-jerk reactions. We can stop and say, that's not what I'm going to observe. The truth in me is going to move into another place because I know how the system works. I'm using my internal guidance system. I'm using my God source, my God force, and I'm understanding that By focusing on what is and what has already happened or trying to justify or make everything right or wrong, I'm blocking that which is already mine. Justifying, defending, holds apart what it is that we're wanting, the truth of who we are. Anger, all these, the reason we talk so much about emotions is because emotions hold a grid of energy. And that energy is either resistant in nature or open and allowing so anger because we're holding ourselves back from who we've really become when we're in the energy of condemnation and judgment and finger pointing or even judging whether something is right in the right pile and the wrong pile it's it's really the the matrix of that emotion that isn't allowing the whispers from source it isn't allowing the upfront information on the journey to that which we're wanting. And isn't it an incredible system that to be in a joyful place, we need to be in a joyful place (laughs) that we need to observe from that pure potential, from that vortex. You know, it's not about getting it from someone. Oh, I'm going to get it from them. I'm going to make them. I am it's not outside of us. I love the elegance of this system, the pure attraction based You know, um, working in marketing and working in technology, there's often a force to, like, go get it done, make it happen, push, push, push. And I love how Frank Butterfield, who channels the communion of light, often says, you know, you can be at the end of the block, at the end of the long road in a small cabin, (laughs) off in the middle of nowhere, sitting next to your fire with your cup of tea, sewing your doll's. And they will find you and you will be able to sell your dolls or you will be able to be that which you're wanting to be because they will come to you. I love the movement of that because when we sit in that vibration, when we sit and we're doing what it is that we're here to do in that joyful, happy place, the rest will come. It will come to us. And in observing that, and in knowing that, and holding that energy of that vibration, holding the energy of ease and joy, and everything is working out for me. And I am in the perfect place, in the perfect time. And everything is working out for me. By holding that energy, we're really able to be such strong co-creators on the planet. Eyes off what has already happened. Eyes off of figuring out or what I like to say, dumpster diving. There is no bottom to that bottom. But we can step back, recalibrate, choose these powerful emotions like joy, like happiness, like appreciation. When we choose these emotions, we open up the communication with our higher source, with the answers of all answers. And then we're guided in this crazy, unexpected, nonlinear path to that which we're wanting. But it requires us holding the door open in those higher emotions. So when someone says, oh, just be happy, oh, just be joyful, I want us to really know in that moment that we're choosing truly the most powerful way to be on the planet and to bring the next and the next. And the next, there is great love for you here, and as we always like to say at the end of our time together, ah, feel good, sister. Feel good, brother. It's all here for you. See you next time. Don't think
0: about it. Let it unfold. Let Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the Law of Attraction gets real.